What's up, y'all? Kevin Wagstaff here. Another episode of Spector Spotlight. We got Josh Finkler on today out of Asheville, North Carolina. Another good episode of a first-year inspector that's uh, figuring things out, has figured certain things out, and still finding his way in the industry. But he's really candid just about how he approaches the business, how he thinks about empathy, um, how he thinks about the human side of inspections. And so um, super laid back chat um, and hopefully every new inspector out there can learn a thing or two from someone that's just recently been through that first year and, and, uh, and is still finding their way and learning. So again, everybody, thank you for listening. Send me ideas for guests. Josh is a great example of someone that just reached out and said he wanted to be on the pod. Um, because everyone has a story to tell. So um, if you think of someone that has a certain thing they do really well in their business or they have an amazing growth story or they have a story where they just wanted to stay small. I just recorded one today with Zach Knobloch who stays small on purpose and runs a very efficient lead business. So um, as well as anyone that wants to discuss a lot of the happenings going on in the industry, there's a lot of change happening. Um, and so we want to we want to cover it and chat about it all. So Thank you for everyone um, listening and hope you enjoy. So we have not had a chance to just meet in person or over a Zoom, correct? No, no, not yet. Um, no, I'd been, I'd been wanting to connect um, with y'all somehow. And, you know, every time I watch, I haven't seen all the spotlights, but every time I watch one of those, I'm just like, I want to wait, I should be that. I could be on that. Heck, yeah. That's how but, everyone should think. I like it. Right. And um, so finally I was like, well, why don't I just ask one of the, the chat folks the, and they were like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Here's Kevin's calendar. I was like, if I only knew how easy it was. But, everyone's got a story um, to tell, man. And everyone's got unique things about their journey and like, it's a lonely industry. So I think we just, I can't do enough of these. So so yeah, I, I would even love to hear because I'm personally curious your story of getting in the business and kind of where, yeah. where things are at for you. Yeah. Well, I um, am just over a year in. Okay. Um, and I'm in Asheville, North Carolina. And you uh, published about three weeks ago, uh, someone that um, Jonathan Gatch I think is how you pronounce his last name, mm -hmm. who I didn't realize I've actually met before. And he's okay. in Saluda, Saluda, North Carolina, which is uh, Western North Carolina. So we're kind of, our service areas overlap a little bit. So anyways, I reached out to him, uh, thanks to you and the mm -hmm. spotlight essentially, and was like, oh, wait, we've met before and blah, blah, blah. So we, we chatted. So that was great. But I got into it. Um, Back in college, uh, I uh, worked um, doing construction work um, and then kind of went a different path, was in mental health and education. And then, uh, but I've always loved homes and renovating. And um, so, yeah. And then I got into, like Jonathan, I got into uh, low income uh, energy efficiency. Um, so I'm not an energy or I wasn't an energy auditor, but I was kind of on the path to doing that. Mm -hmm. And then I just got inspired by the prospect of owning my own business and doing home inspections. And it just felt like a super good fit for me. And it has been. 
And uh, so, yeah, so here I am, Land of Sky Home Inspections, and it's, it's awesome. I'm loving it. Tell me about the mental health stop and the education stop, because I have a feeling that that benefits you and your business, knowing, knowing what I know about, about home inspections. So, yeah, yeah, what did you do and how long? And Yeah, I like, I like to think that it does. Um, so, yeah, I studied psychology. Um, and went right into a residential um, mental health facility um, after that, working kind of like kind of like a RD, except What's for that mean? Uh, oh sorry, a uh, residence director. Okay. Um, kind of like a RD, except um, in like a lodge um, with adults struggling with mental health problems. Mm -hmm. So I did that. And then I sort of downsized to working in a, a home setting mm -hmm. instead of like in a group with 14 um, folks and um, closer to Asheville. I was kind of out in the boonies initially. And yeah, so that. What was that really like? Well, what was the first um, experience like? And I say this by, by like letting you know, my brother has a master's in counseling psychology, ran his own oh, wow. for a few years. And we have yeah. a very big emphasis on mental health and vulnerability at Spectora. Yeah. It's like part of our culture. So that's, I ask because I'm personally that's curious, awesome. but I think our yeah. industry needs more of this exposure. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty laid back and kind of roll with the punches. So I think for me, that was really helpful. There were some, you know, high stress situations and um, a person that is, you know, functioning without the struggles of, you know, a mental health disorder um, might react to certain things differently. So you're dealing with, dealing with people that are going through this, huge journey and so it's not like run me i run into you on the street and you know you're more or less like doing your job and all is well you're loving your family and for a lot of people like families have because of their um, illness had been ripped away essentially or they've sort of you know no fault of their own essentially just caused that mm -hmm. and um so yeah, a lot of like sad situations that, you know, fortunately I, I feel like I was there to help keep them safe. Um, but also like they were there on a voluntary basis. So this wasn't like a um, sort of a lockdown mental health um, facility okay, um, or hospital setting. This was like folks had to stay on campus with, you know, and had to be authorized if they were needed to go somewhere. And most people didn't have their own vehicles on site, but um, yeah. So it was, it was intense. And fortunately I don't have to have interactions like sort of as stressful as that mm -hmm. as frequently. Yeah. Yeah. Very different today. context. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it was like, it was, it was really rewarding to be able to help people feel better and yeah. sort of feel kind of more normal, even they were, even though they were in this like abnormal kind of 
setting. Yeah. So, and we all face yeah, our battles. You mentioned the everyday person walking around with a job and all as well. It's like, we all have those internal struggles and battles right. to a degree, of course. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's like, yeah, it's like the, you know, the normal, the normal person is still going to have all those things. Going We're all on. still effed up to a degree in our own heads. And that's, that's fair to say. Uh, yeah. But, okay. but you mentioned your, the, the culture, and I think that's really mm-hmm. interesting. And I can definitely pick up like, on that, you know, it's rubbing off because everyone that I get the chance to speak with on, on chat, it's not like uh, I got to call like the GE appliance people <laughs> and they're yeah. gonna, it's going to feel, I know, I'm pretty sure they're a real person, but it's going to feel like I'm talking to a robot. Right. And they can't send me emojis over the phone. They can't. Um, there's no gifts. There's no emojis. It's a shame. It needs to be universal. Yeah. So anyways, that, that culture is, it's, it's coming through. And, and when I watch your, you or your brother um, sort of in, in videos, it's y'all are definitely lovely and easy to watch so thank you and that's why you know part of the reason i felt like so drawn and comfortable to to reach out heck yeah no i appreciate that like how do you how did you bring this type of slant or approach into your day-to-day interactions so like i there's probably probably have hundreds of examples but what jumps out when i say how did you bring your past life into this because you're counseling people that may feel like they're going crazy if they're spending 50 grand over ask to, to buy a home with their life savings. Yeah. You're a little bit of a counselor. Yeah. I mean, I get to, I get to normalize things a lot and I don't know. I mean, so not everything, but it really kind of does feel like everything is addressable as far as defects that we, that we come across. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's in person or in writing, I just, you know, I try, I'm not, I'm not like a sellout for the realtor, but at the same time, like I'm not trying to make um, mountains out of moleholes, you know, it's, everything really is, I think, addressable. So yeah, I can think of when I say that, I can think of one house where I was like talking to the realtor. I was like, why, why are they considering this house? What was it? What was the thing? What was the big thing that made you say that? I just felt unsafe at every turn. But (laughs) then when I went into the crawl space, there, there was just like water everywhere Mm. i didn't even there was like water like dripping over the electrical panel and i was like nope whoa i'm not gonna like i'm usually the guy that's like i shouldn't do that but i really want to and that one i was like no no i'm not it's i don't need to touch that and i'm gonna take that pass um and then just like huge structural um, things in the foundation, huge cracks, yep. multiple cracks that you could see very easily daylight. Um, it's just like, but yeah, they were really, it looked like, a, what was it? Who's the Joanna 
Chip and Joanna Gaines, that oh, show, right. that the makeover show. show. Mm-hmm. It was like one of you could see that house like being that as far as like the the beautiful layout and everything and the the surrounding area, but the ha- and like the wraparound porch, but it was just like everything had gone awry. <laughs> so it was like it was very much not that. It was like could be if you wanted to put like two hundred thousand dollars. But yeah, right. depending on who you ask, they'd be like, no, nah, this is a teardown. Like yeah. I don't like to I don't like to think that way. But I want to get back to the psychology stuff in a minute. Yeah. But like how did you get your start? Like how did you get your first 10 or 50 inspections? Like what did you do? Because I will caveat this by saying industry quote unquote outsiders that come from maybe non-real estate or construction backgrounds, they tend to have, I don't know, unique or refreshing approaches, um, sometimes overly practical approaches to meeting agents mm-hmm. and clients. So I'm, what, what was your mentality first? Let's start with your mentality of like, okay, I'm transitioning from. Yeah. Well, I was <laughs> excited about the prospect of like reaching out to realtors and getting to know folks. But at the same time, like my family and I were being really COVID careful and it just, and so many people in Asheville were just not in the office. So I did mask up and go to a fair number of open houses mm. and um, how'd you get that idea? Like, why did you do that? I don't remember. I, I saw that somewhere. Just someone hit, yeah. said that someone and I wasn't y'all. You know we think give so? that advice out every so often or in presentation. May, may, I may have seen a video and mm-hmm. someone, you or someone else said that, mm-hmm. but I, I honestly can't remember. What was that first open house like? How, how did that feel? If you if you can recall, I'm trying to think back, which one? I had a couple that were doozies. Were like, <laughs> not maybe that's not the right word. Like just like nothing. Don't fade like stone. It was like, no, yeah, no one. It was just kind of like, what are you doing here, man? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, but I can't remember which one I did first. Um, but yeah, so there was that one and it was actually after that one, I, I, um, I was like, no, I'm not ending the day or the morning with this. I was like, I need to go to another one. And, you know, so some of them, you know, people were very, um, agreeable or realtors were very agreeable. And we just, I don't know. I, I try to approach things like let's chat um like hey i'm you know i'm um newer to the industry i feel like i have a lot of experience um i'm just trying to make connections but um yeah so anyways it flopped in some respects or with some realtors and then some i got a bunch of jobs at you know two at least three people um three realtors have used me regularly after that so you know, what, I feel like it was worth it. What do you think was that factor? Was it they truly, do you, do you believe they had a guy they didn't really love? Did they say they had one retiring? Was it because you were just personable and they're like, hey, you're better than the guy I'm using? Um, or what do you, what do you? One, so I used, I used your like, hey, let me be, you know, I'm not looking to be your main guy. Yeah. I'll be your back. I, I'm, I'd be happy. I'd be pumped to be your backup guy. And that was sort of a thing like, 
and I'm newer. So I, I'm not booked two weeks out like some other folks are, but I right. do have these experiences. And I, um, so yeah, that I feel like. So did they just pop out their phone? And they're like, yeah, let me get your number. Or did they ask? Yeah, I mean, we, ex- we exchanged cards. Okay. One of them I didn't hear for, for about, they were definitely, it felt like long plays. You know, one yeah. of them was probably eight, nine months. Um, one of them was a couple months. Uh, actually, yeah, two of them were probably a couple months out. But you can't so, control yeah. when they get listings under contract or when they have buyers going exactly. And and you know, it's just yeah. It, I like to think, you know, that everyone, every realtor is a a heavy hitter. Or I wish to think that everyone's a heavy hitter, especially the ones that I connect with. But actually, Jonathan was. Uh, we were sort of joking um that the guy that lives in saluda and he said um yeah it it feels like the only realtors that i end up like connecting with and liking are the ones that aren't heavy hitters because <laughs> they're like the ones that are more down to earth and they're not like as cutthroat right and uh, yeah did correlation you, I, there i'm i'm a little bit curious about your experience in the realty world and and if you, um, I know this is supposed to be spotlighting me, but I am curious um, if that that environment was kind of not friendly sometimes, or you didn't feel like you had a ton of com- camaraderie, um, or didn't feel like you know those those folks, as they say in the South, cut from the same cloth. Um, you know that there's two different real estate worlds. There's the office culture, the remaxes, the old school kind of like you're in the office and it really is a team and they wrote, they yeah. used to run them like a team. So that there's some vanity and ego involved from what I observed, but I was more on the, I was with an independent brokerage where it was thousands of agents that all mostly worked out of their homes. So yeah. it was like a remote type culture. And so to me, I didn't get a lot of that. It was just the, in the inspectors that approached me that I interacted with. I worked with the ones I liked and got a good vibe from and and so that's why I just try to promote to so many inspectors is like, they may be people just like you and I that are at home in their pajamas with kids and laundry. Right. And like, they just, you, they just need to like you. <laughs> they yeah. need to like you and trust you. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. So you did the, open, you, how did that feel coming in and out of those open houses? Was it like, God, I hope this works. Or was it like, okay, I'm getting some good feedback. I'm going to double down. Or did you do something else besides open houses? Um. I did, and I did not like doing this, but I heard from a couple of people like, no, you should really do cold calls. Mm. Um, and I had, I had one bad experience with that where a guy was like, How, how'd you get my number? And, and you know, this is a, what did it, he said something, not a protected line, but it was just like, kind of like how how dare you and i'm like dude your number is a business on the yeah. internet <laughs> it's a business like anybody can get this number <laughs> but anyways i was just trying to reach out and see if i could help you out guess this ain't gonna work out but thanks yeah yeah he uh man he left a bad taste in my mouth so i think you have any that went I, decent do what 
did you have any that went okay that where they were like at least listen you know at least asked a question or listened to you yeah no there was um you know definitely several that sounded interested but i'm not sure that i got any business from doing that and i called a fair number called a fair number of people so i think liking that that face-to-face you know and that was going going into this my biggest concern like the time in my life was right and i needed to take that leap of faith but covid kept like lurking in the back of my head as far as as far as the networking so Mm -hmm. that that was kind of the the scariest thing about taking that jump. So where did things start to really pick up? Cause you get a few jobs from open houses, but that, that's not enough to sustain a business. Like how, yeah. how did you, how'd you get to sustainability? Uh, it, I feel like right when uh, my daughter was born, um, like literally when we were in the hospital, um, like I got a bunch of calls and I was, you know, at the time still a little bit desperate. And I was like, hey, babe, um, Marin's sleeping and you want, can we all just rest for a second? And, and I'm gonna just take a couple calls. And um, it felt super selfish, but I was like, and that, so that was back in um, April, last April. And yeah, after after that, it just felt like, you know, instead of one a week, there was like, oh, sweet. I've got two a week. Hmm. Oh, wow. And then it got to, you know, by October and November. Hmm. And then after like November, things started slowing down again. But I was getting, you know, several weeks. I had six or seven in a week. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Where this from? Is, this is awesome. How'd they find you? How those agents know about you? Um, I made a few connections. Like, so I've been in the area since 99 so i have a lot of built-in built-in connections personal network okay um and then i'm also in a, a bni networking networking group how's, yeah how is that would, it's you, great. Recommend that? would you recommend that I, to me guys? yes yes it's sort of a it's a slow play yeah but if you um but yeah if you make friends with those people and are you know do for them and and they will, they will do for you. I mean, that, that's the whole philosophy. Yeah. Givers, givers gain. Um, is are those monthly meetings? You know? or week, are those monthly meetings or weekly or like how no, often? No, it's weekly. Okay. Yeah, we, we hold ours um, every Wednesday morning, 8 to 9.30. And um, yeah, my membership was paid for uh, before I was actually inducted. Okay. Um, I got two jobs from the, the realtor in that group. And uh, so they didn't have an inspector in that group already. Since no. This- yeah. There's only one seat. There can only uh, be one. Position. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So no, it, it's great. I mean, my chapter anyways, I can't speak for any others, but well, if it makes you feel better, Mike's, Mike's wife and daughter, Mike's wife was in the delivery room or just had just gave birth. Yeah. when he had to fix a few bugs for on the Spectora platform in the mm-hmm. early days and he brought his computer and he was working and that was survival though. And I think, right. um, you know, I think he, he'd do it again, knowing that like, okay, this is the difference between my business working or not. So you right. did, 
And I'm sure you daughter- feel like I did my family a disservice. I mean, ultimately it's your kid will never know for the family. Yeah. In 17 years, if you're like, you know what? I'm sorry for that time that I wasn't there when you were <laughs> to my daughter. Years. Yeah. <laughs> it won't matter. She won't know. <laughs> she doesn't have to know. Except for um, recording it. Whoops. Well, cool. And so like, what are your, what are your challenges now? Like, what, is there anything that keeps you up at night or any, like what, um, I think my biggest, and it's more of a personal hurdle, um, and it, it does involve not, it would involve any software, but with Spectora, don't get nervous, but with Spectora, <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I need to start doing as much of the report as possible mm-hmm. on site before I come home yep. because it's just like once I come home and once I or once I pick up the kids all bets are off yeah and it's like then after bedtime or after the kids bedtime it's like at 8 eight thirty. it's like I don't feel like doing that and I'm at, for whatever reason, I'm so programmed in that like eight to five work time. And it, and it's really hard for me to break out of that. Um, so since I realized that about myself, I just, I really need to work harder to like get it done almost completely while I'm on site. And it's very doable. I just need to do it. What's prevent, what do you think is preventing it? I don't know. When I say like, you know, when I finish with the debrief and I hop in my car, I'm just like ready to, to hop on home. And I feel like I've done a lot of the report already because I've done essentially everything deficiency related, mm-hmm. but there is a lot to pull, you know, picture wise. And I do stuff, you know, predominantly from my phone. Cause I find that easiest, yeah. you know, even when I'm at home. Um, but yeah, so it's just a matter of, I need to write it down. Probably. I need to tell my wife about this goal. And you said it publicly now. So I, I think, have said it publicly. I think so there's I going to be some impetus to, yeah, a little more on site <clears throat> to all our lo- my local viewers that are going to be all two people that are just dying to see this spotlight video. <laughs> what it's worth to new and in- newer inspectors in the first year or two, it is a gradual process to do that extra section or a couple more comments while right. the client and agent are there. Right. There's like a cadence that you start to nail, and then eventually it gets to the holy grail of 95 plus percent. And then you yeah. go home and spend 15 and then you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I do. And I do like the new feature. I'm testing the, uh, the beta. I oh, do cool. like that new, um, uh, like built-in uh, camera feature. Yes. Though I would prefer if it responded to my uh, side buttons, not just the circle, my volume buttons, you know, mm, like on a camera, right. you can click it. Cause that's, um, usually what I use, um, 
if I'm not using that that camera feature, the built-in yeah. camera feature. Wonder if that's something that sounds like something that we that should be able to be done. I feel like I feel like y'all could do that. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe it's not top priority. Um it's a priority. What so what yeah, do you set goals or like how do you think about the rest of this year? Or are you just kind I of living day by day? Because when you have a young kid, sometimes that's life is just survival. It depends. It depends on the week. Um, it's felt kind of day by day, but actually after I, I felt a little more goalie after I did my, um, taxes, that mm-hmm. was super enlightening mm-hmm. and fortunately felt pretty good because, <laughs> yeah. you know, felt like a pretty solid first year. Um, but no, I, currently I don't have like that, w- what we were just talking about with getting more efficient. I have a, sort of a general efficiency goal. And, um, but yeah, beyond that, I don't have anything more specific than that. Yeah. And I'm, and that's totally okay. I think a lot of inspectors yeah. are like, you know, Kevin, I just want to make a good living. I just want to, you know, eventually get right. to a point where I replace my old salary. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. And I, and I do think, and I've seen a lot of the folks um, that come on um, and do the spotlight say they are looking to grow, grow, grow and manage and maybe open up um, new uh, satellite businesses or what have you. And that mildly piques my interest. And I I can't rule like the possibility of having someone else work with me, but at the same time, if I can make this work um, as a as a solo operation, that it feels pretty good too. Um, and I could feel that, you know, I'm not, I'm not. I mean, I'm money driven, but I'm not. Definitely, that's not my lead thing. I'm like you said the word sustainability and that's it can happen organically. I've seen so many stories just happen where it's like right. you're ready when the time comes, you just get busier. Exactly. You're like, Hey, I could grow a little more for sure. And yeah. And that's probably part of it. Like I don't, you know, having six or seven jobs a week, that sounds still very doable. Yeah. But yeah, if I, if I start booking out two or three weeks, then, then we'll talk. Exactly. Exactly. That's the goal. Um, or one of the goals sometimes. How was your, let's go back to the psychology stuff. Cause I find that the human side kind of fascinating. Yeah. How has just your knowledge of psychology, you said that was your degree, correct? Yeah. Psychology? Has that, how has that helped you in dealing with agents or clients? Um, I feel like I'm a sort of slow talker anyways, but so I'm, I'm always careful with my wording, um, except when I'm not, uh, when I say stupid stuff, because I do like to test the waters and see, uh, see where people will, will go in conversation and yeah. be silly. Um, I'm trying to refrain from that. I'm trying to keep this professional. Please don't. Professional. Please, please don't. Stop. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So my, but like, I go back to, um, I think about a lot. I'm trying to remember which class this was in. I can't remember off the top of my head, but you know, I could have been an intro class, 
where you're talking about um, just words and how they sort of subconsciously influence someone's opinion or perception. And I, and I think back to this example of, you know, a picture like a car accident in your head and just what that phrase, I can call it a car accident. I can call it a car crash. I can call it a car wreck. And those three different sort of synonymous, but not word choice is gonna maybe paint a different picture in someone's head. And so that concept, I think, you know, tends to flavor the way I will write a report and, and the way that I speak sort of generally, but very much so when I'm, when I'm speaking with a client. Wow. So, so you give conscious thought to like, especially maybe the reds health and safety defects of how you were those titles back and forth to those, uh, with those, like, is it a safety hazard? Well, I did just say that hazardous and (laughs) yeah, the nuance. uh, So I should probably make it red, but, but yeah, I mean, and I do, I, I, I mentioned that caveat a lot, like, yeah, the red maybe frightens people, but at the same time, you know, most of the red that I, that I put in reports is like super cheap, simple fixes, mm-hmm. like replacing or installing a GFCI. Like that's just at the receptacle or can be just at the receptacle yeah. and anti-tip bracket. It's like that's handyman stuff um, or woman. That's the other thing. I need to figure out how to do handy person. That that gets me every time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do. I do try to speak thoughtfully and write thoughtfully. And yeah, I would. I would say that that psychology has uh, played a big role in that for sure. Yeah, it's a. I don't think our industry talks a lot about having empathy for the other person's journey and experience. And like the more I, I believe people inspectors can tap into that, the more agents notice that. And they're like, Oh, this guy like gets it. Like he's right. He he gets my clients. Right. And it's, then they love you forever when you can get inside their minds. Yeah. And it is, it's exciting to see, like, I love, I love talking with people and I try not to get too distracted talking to people, but, you know, it's, it's fun and interesting to hear my clients, most, mostly buyers, their, their stories. And especially now that so many of my clients are coming from out of state, um, some, some of whom I just get to speak with on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's just, you know, I, I love to hear where they're coming from. And then, you know, their story can also help me and just, the way they're presenting, um, you know, emotionally or what have you, uh, obviously informs, you know, I can't, I can't ignore that. Like that's yeah. gonna, that's gonna change the way that I'm speaking with them. So what was it like getting into the business one kind of in this COVID environment and two, are you concerned about the future at all with rising interest rates? I'll pick the number of things, headwinds that our industry might face. How do you view, do or do you even think ahead in that way of the future? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I recently got an email blast from uh, one of the realtors that I work with, and it was talking about, you know, the inventory in our in our in the county that I live in. Um, I service the surrounding counties as well, but it's probably pretty comparable. Um, and yeah, it's what it in it was 0.6, uh, you know, of a month uh, worth of inventory and what good is three to six, I suppose, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's troubling. Um, and, you know, I've only had maybe two, three tops this uh, uh, number of inspections a week so far this year so that's not awesome um and so but part of me is like i can't compare it to last year because last year this time i was brand new um so and i haven't talked to enough folks or other inspectors to say okay is it just the season which i know it is in part but is it also inventory yes probably um so yeah that's you know i think i think about that but at the same time i'm pretty laid back and i, <laughs> I like to think that well, it'll probably work out and even like two or three jobs is for for myself and my family's lifestyle it's it's still doable um yeah sure. so are you still hitting up open houses or what what's the the agent I, strategy i haven't i haven't been um i've definitely thought about it um a handful of times but i'm doing uh i'm working on a new website with someone actually in my um, bni group oh nice and, and that's that's been awesome and um so that's sort of taken up some of my extra extra time um, and I find with extra time, it's like, I just take longer with my reporting. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I've got, I've got a little extra time. Let me go into this one a little bit deeper. Whereas, yeah, if I had seven this week, I was like, well, maybe I can sum this up a little bit more cleanly. So, um, but anyways, yeah, I haven't, I haven't been doing any open houses, but I probably should. Yeah. Couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt. You know, the hardest time to focus on growth is when you're busy with jobs and that's, that's normal. You know, everyone faces yeah. that and it's like, it's the time to do it, but no one, you know, it's hard to, right. um, yeah. what, what else has been interesting to you about this industry or kind of where it's going? Like what, what else, what else is interesting? But I do like reaching out to other inspectors. I like to, you know, this goes back to the connection, but I don't, I don't consider them to be, they're my competition, but I don't really think of it that way. Um, and so I like to hear what folks are doing, particularly in our area. I like to hear and sort of compare notes about technologies that, that people are using. Um, and, you know, but it's been, it's been hard to do that um, because our, our mass mandate um, has like just been lifted recently. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, we're still sort of playing it safe in my household. And, um, but yeah, that's, what else interests me? I think the technique, like now that I'm, you know, established enough and I've got like all the basic things, I think the sort of entering maybe a more technological approach. Um, I just got a infrared FLIR camera nice latches to the um the bottom of my phone nice and i got the chance to use that um recently um you know at a home inspection not just play with it in my house <laughs> and well sometimes you gotta do that first yeah sometimes i mean yeah i needed to do that and that was fun but uh you know i keep oh i had a client that was supposed to be at an inspection this was last fall and then he uh couldn't end up making it and just his um realtor was there in his stead and um but he flies drones mm -hmm. and he's and he was like so do you use a drone to get on the roof and or to check out the roof i'm like i don't have a drone nor a license and uh, i've never flown one before but yeah so i am curious about that it's sort of still feels um a bit overkill because I have no discomfort getting on a roof. Like I try, if, if I can, I'm going to get on that roof just because that's nothing replaces I, that. That's the way, that's the way I think about it. Even though I'm sure some inspectors are like, well, my standards of practice say, I don't need to do that. Right. So I'm going to lay it against the gutter here, but I don't know. Yeah. I want to get, get up there if it's safe. I like it. I think it's, it's, it's more helpful than the drone stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm 50, 50 on it. It's like, yeah. it's sexy. It's fun to market, but can you right. really see something with your eyes, five, you know, five feet away? Right. I don't know. Um, it just seems like so much to cover. I don't know enough about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I would need to, I would need to do some more research, but yeah. Anyways, I think that's sort of the biggest thing that's a, it been sort of exciting me lately is, right on you know putting right putting some money um you know having and having the money to sort of go back sure into fun I, toys man you guys love your toys <laughs> um well cool we got a wrap here josh where can people find you because you found jonathan i guarantee someone's going to want to find you where's the best place for people to find you the shameless plug for whatever you want yeah absolutely um, land of sky home inspections.com. Um, yeah. Or you can call me 828-713-1512, or you can email me Josh Finkler at gmail.com. But yeah, all that information is on my website. So awesome. I will yeah. throw those in the descriptions and, uh, thanks man. It's just yeah. to hear everyone's story, you know? And so I think this will be helpful to, especially the new guys out there that are a year behind you just getting started. Right. You remember how hard it was and the, the discomfort yeah. and the, yeah. So thank you, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Thank Have a good you rest of your much. day. I really, I really appreciate it. And I'm, and I'm honored. Hey, For this real. is fun, man. I'm not saying that lightly. Thank you. Right on. Take care. Talk to you soon. Cheers. Take it easy.